Wokeism destroys everything it touches. The verdict is in, and the evidence is irrefutable. Woke ideology ruins education, healthcare, media, entertainment, the economy, the environment, churches, marriages. Everything wokeism touches turns to a raging hot dumpster fire of flaming garbage. So we want to show you how wokeism is doing that in Canada presently and help you navigate these woke waters to come out of the other end safely. It's going to take time, work, and effort. But if we simply have lots of children and don't lose those children to Marxist indoctrination centers, or as they're commonly called, public schools, we'll do just fine. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 17 says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Close quote. And we want to help you do just that. It's February 22nd. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We are thrilled that you have joined us yet again on the program. As always, this podcast as well as all of the other LCC podcasts is a joint venture between LCC and Christian Week. Andrew, we're going to jump right into it today. We have a lot to cover, so let us ask the mailbag question of the day, mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Let us know what you think after Andrew gives you the question. So three days ago, February 19th, was the two-year anniversary of the Freedom Convoy coming to an end in Ottawa. The 29th was when the trucks kind of showed up in Ottawa and the three-week-long Canada Day celebration began. And then (laughs) February 19th, I remember being there on that Saturday. That's when everything ended. It was a very sad, very dark day. So I saw on social media there were several protests and rallies happening in Ottawa and around the country. So I'm just curious to know. What were you doing on the second anniversary of the end of the Freedom Convoy? Were you in Ottawa? Were you a part of some sort of rally or slow roll or protest somewhere else in the country? Were you looking over your social media feed and a little bit sad like I was when I saw some pictures of me and the three friends who went to Ottawa, not understanding, not anticipating exactly how things would go? So we would just love to know. We'd love to know if there's any pictures or thoughts or or stories you want to share. Send them our way. Where were you? What were you doing on the 19th for the second anniversary? That is mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Let us know. We'd love to know. Here's what I know. Burnt coffee is bitter. But you know what else is bitter? And even more bitter than burnt coffee is drinking coffee you purchase from people who hate you and your way of life. Stop buying coffee from people who hate you. Instead, you should buy your coffee from Resistance Coffee. That's right. They are back, roasting delicious fuel for freedom. So maybe you should try some some Mischief Makers, a custom-blended medium roast for the dissidents and prisoners of conscience. Or how about some Home and Hearth, a single-origin light roast for all those who remind us of what we're fighting for. I'm a big fan of the light roast. I'm partial to the light roast as well. 
So definitely try some home and hearth. Where do you get this delicious coffee, this fuel for freedom? You head over to resistancecoffee.com. We are thrilled to partner with Resistance Coffee and offer our listeners and supporters 10% off of your orders at checkout. That's coffee, merch, anything from the website. You simply have to use the promo code LIBERTY10. That's the word LIBERTY and the number 10, resistancecoffee.com. Use the promo LIBERTY10 to get 10% off of your order. Get fueled for the resistance today. When I was at the Call to Build conference a couple weeks ago, it was great to see. I'm so stoked. Guys there, lots of bags of resistance. They sold Love out. It. You're going to want to support it. them. They're making, making good stuff. Yeah. So as I alluded to at the top, today's episode is full of stories that are going to prove what we've been saying for several years now, and that is that wokeism essentially destroys everything it touches. Like I said on the news brief, virus. wokeism is the opposite of the Midas touch. The Midas touch <laughs> turns everything to gold. Wokeism turns everything to feces. To... In the case of, in the in the case of, in the case of places like L.A. and New York and Toronto, where you where you li literally have people defecating in the middle yes. of downtown wokeism <laughs> literally turns everything to feces yes, exactly. but 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 symbolically it definitely turns everything to crap so there's there's <laughs> layers here there's yes. layers to the destructive nature mm. of wokeism so what what, what we're going to do is we're going to see that wokeism despite what they say is not constructive it is deconstructive it doesn't build anything it just it takes down it is not progressive even though they say they're progressives, it is regressive. It moves things backwards mm -hmm. in time and backwards in terms of development. And again, despite what they say, it is not uniting. It is very dividing. Wokeism is extremely divisive, much more than other competing ideologies. So what we're going to do today is we're going to examine how wokeism disintegrates various aspects of our life and culture in Canada, really looking at contemporary stories just stuff that's been happening in the last couple of weeks that highlight it and and the lord is funny how mm -hmm. you will see these various things happening in the culture as if to show us that when he takes his hands off the reins and when our culture and our, our country reject him he shows us look at the fruit look at the fruit of your bitter disobedience and your suppression of truth and it all happens at the same time and that's his way of showing us the consequences of rejecting him and, and moving yeah, away Andrew, from the scariest words that God could ever say to any fallen sinners is thy will be done. And yet that is exactly what happens yeah. when God Go has a hardened people. He gives yeah. them over to the lust of their heart. Romans one explains this in, in detail. And that is the judgment, right? The giving yes. over to the sinful passions of that is the, uh, our the wicked nature. Judgment of God. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, what we want to do first, and this this might seem a little out of place, and I would admit I was also rather shocked when I saw what we're about to show you. But we want to show you a video of one of the effects of wokeism, what it does to people and to relationships. Now, this is a rare instance. I mean, I could count on one finger the number of times that <laughs> Justin Trudeau has said something actually true. I think this might be it. <laughs> now, obviously, his solution to the problem 
and his perceived cause or causes of the problem are ultimately godless and evil and thoroughly wrong. Mm -hmm. But he is accurately describing the situation in Canada, and he's actually describing for us one of the things that wokeism does as it permeates through a culture. So let's take a look together. And oh, by the way, before again, even though he's saying things that are that are correct for the wrong reasons, mm -hmm. as always, if you're driving, you may want to pull yes. over to the side of the road. We if almost you're need a warning. Seizures, <laughs> we do. If you're prone to seizures or spontaneous vomiting, or if your anger flares up and you're going to murder those around you, if you're operating heavy machinery, even if you're standing up, sit down, get a blanket, <laughs> curl up into a nice, comfortable position, surround yourself with loved ones. You have been warned. Here's Justin Trudeau. Canadians are not meeting the same way anymore. Uh, and that's why I was so, so impressed with, with Wob's vision of one Manitoba. The idea that Canadians need to start seeing each other and hearing each other and engaging with each other uh, better than we were before. I mean, we are at a time where uh, the divisions around the world, the divisions pushed by social media, the, the, the toxicity of some types of politics are all about trying to drive wedges between people, bring up you know, uh, scary elements that can animate people to distract from the fact that everyone's facing big challenges that we need to meet together. But it's hard to roll up our sleeves and put forward solutions uh, at a time where it's easy uh, to make people scared or divided. Uh, and that's, you know, that is the big thing that, that quite frankly, Manitoba just overcame uh, in the last election, which was a particularly toxic uh, example of the politics of dis division and nastiness. Um, but it's something that I, I know Canadians are better than from coast to coast to coast. And in these times, everywhere around the world in democracies, people are facing um, a choice to make about the kind of country we want to live in, the kind of communities we want to live in, the kind of world we want to live in. Oh, man. Those, uh, those he's, he's condescending tones, are it's too much for me. I know. But here's the thing. That is 100% correct. What and he that's, says that's, in the middle is like, I just laugh. 100% correct. <laughs> he's 100% correct. Canadians, yeah. we are not, no one is, we're, we're, we are so divided. Hmm. We're not we're, we're not talking to each other. There, 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 there's a complete lack of disconnect and it's being driven by fear. Mm -hmm. It's being driven by dirty politics. Yeah, that's that. But, but here's the problem. Right. It's all his fault, though. Yeah. And well, that's that's the part where he's blind. He's he's 100 percent correct. Andrew, but he's the he's prime suspect number one in this in this problem. Andrew, that's the iron law of woke projection. Right. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it on the program. You're seeing. I mean, the ultimate example of it in that clip. Also, just as a Manitoban, going to be honest with you, uh, this was the most boring, milk toast, predictable election in Manitoba history. I don't know what he's talking about when he's saying it was the most divisive. A, it, it's like worried, was worried that Bernier was going to win in his riding. Uh, well, but that was a that was a runoff election before the actual election. No, it, it was not divisive at all. And in fact, it was very predictable because all we do in Manitoba is ping back 
ping pong back and forth between really terrible conservative government and even worse NDP government. <laughs> and, uh, so it's like that, that, that meme from the office corporate would like you to see the difference between these two images and the bad conservatives in the NDP. And then she's like, Oh, it's the same thing. It's not that's quite Manitoba. the same thing. The conservatives are better, but not much better. And that's why Manitoba is constantly a have not problem. So to, stay, to, stay, to stay on brand, <laughs> the conservatives would be like, less messy cat feces whereas the ndps would be like full-on steaming yeah. pile of elephant dung yeah they so threw up on the floor and pooped in the kitchen yeah. the ndp yeah. and the, uh, the the conservatives pooped in the litter box or beside one's it or better than the one's better than the other <laughs> but, but only marginally good. so yeah <laughs> exactly. so i i, I want ju just taking that clip he was right he's right that now, again, what he thinks is the cause and the solution are completely wrong. But he's right. That's exactly what wokeism does. That's what neo-Marxism does. That's what communism does. That's what these godless ideologies do. Also, they, Andrew, they divide um, and destroy. Well, it, it, like it, one of the reasons Canadians are divided is because lockdowns, like literally – you yeah, it's all his people, fault. Of course, yeah, yeah it's, it's their fault. You literally yeah. told people to divide for their safety for some odd right. like two and a They're half years. Die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and again, I'm not I'm not giving him any credit no, other than yeah. saying that those were the correct things. Now, no, what I we know. want to do is we want to show you this episode what mm -hmm. the cause of it is and what you would disagree with. So yes, absolutely. The first thing that wokeism does, and we need we need we need to begin here because some of these stories are outrageous. The first thing that wokeism destroys is our rights and freedoms. It divides people, it pits them against one another, and then, and this is this is how it destroys our rights and freedoms. As people are pitted against one another, it creates a system where one of those sides must be protected with the full force of the law. This is the victim or the oppressed side. And then the other side in this division must be punished with the full force of the law. This is the oppressor side. Or this, as as Marx originally coined in his economic theory, this is the difference between the haves and the have-nots, or the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. So you create these, you divide people, and then you have to pit these classes against one another in conflict, saying one needs the state to protect and elevate them, and the other one needs the state to punish them. So, case in point, the Limestone District School Board, which is in Kingston, Ontario area, that's the hellhole I used to live in, and I'm thankful to God that he sent his angels to tell us to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah and not look back lest we turn into pillars of salt. Just had its teachers union send out an email with some unbelievably wicked guidelines. Now, True North News got a leaked copy of that email. And I want to read the full text of the email, unedited, made available by True North News. And I want you to see what wokeism does to the rights and freedoms of people who might be of a particular political or religious or ideological persuasion. So, quote, we are seeing an increase in the number of members who are the subject of a human rights code complaint. Students and some staff and or community members are using the QR code complaint process. We have grave concerns that the process allows anonymous complaints. 
Further, someone who is not even in a school or connected to a school can simply access the board's website and make an anonymous complaint for malicious purposes. Regardless of whether a complaint is anonymous or not, it often sparks a fact-fine investigation involving staff and students. For spurious allegations, this is causing undue trauma and upset. I'll just, I'll just say what they mean by spurious allegations would be stuff like, there's a man in the women's bathroom, or this teacher has a mental illness because he's dressing like a woman. Those are actual legitimate concerns, but they would table those as spurious allegations. Nevertheless, continue. There are some speech or actions that members may not know could result in discipline in the Linestrom District School Board work sites. I feel like I should be reading this with a German accent. They don't even know it would be causing the dis You can be disciplined for it. I'm not going to. It, it, it might be too funny and annoying. So in other jurisdictions, listen to this, such as the USA, ooh, brackets, whose media many consume, ooh, some of this speech is allowed, whereas some is not allowed in Ontario, and members may not know this. Want to keep that dangerous American speech out of here. We've asked the board to inform staff of what speech cannot be said in Ontario and or the LDSB, the Limestone District School Board, and they have indicated they are working on this. So they're, so they're, they're, they're commissars, they're working on the appropriate list of things that can and can't be said. They're going to let us know from on high just how many freedoms we do and don't have. In the absence of this training, this re-education, below are some examples of speech and or actions that if uttered or performed in a work site could result in discipline. So here now we have a list of actions or words that if said or performed in a work site, so you're a teacher, you say these things to a teacher, to a student, in the pre anywhere, in the, anywhere you're working, you could be disciplined. And by disciplined, it probably means fine, fired, whatever. Get ready for these lists. The opinion that women who have gone through male puberty should not participate in women's sports. Disciplinable offense. The opinion that women who have male reproductive organs, example, a penis, may make some women uncomfortable in change rooms or washrooms. The notion, the notion that there are only two genders, as opposed to the scientific fact, the notion. Disagreement that someone could be born in the wrong body or that we all have a gender soul. The idea that keeping secrets from parents or guardians is bad. So if you say, hey, class, it's not a good idea to keep secrets from your parents. You could be disciplined for that in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, sorry, Kingston. You could be disciplined for that. Using many euphemisms and idioms such as, get ready for these, long time no see, I'd get lynched, blind spot, hit it out of the park, no can do, etc. Disciplinable offenses. Words that center out the student, such as, so saying to a student, get off your phone, pull your hoodie down. Why are you 30 minutes late? What is the answer to this question, etc.? <laughs> saying to a student, can you tell the answer to number 26? Disciplined, disciplined. This, this, is, this is crazy, by the way. Are you still living? Okay. Are you still living in Kingston? Leave. What are you doing there? The, 
the 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 sulfur and fire are raining down from heaven right now as we speak symbolically. Get out of Kingston and any big city and certainly pull your kids out of state funded schools. This is this is wild stuff. I can't believe I live in this world. I cannot believe I'm living in this world. Okay, here we go. Continuing. We're not done yet. Sharing with parents anything about a student not directly related to the curriculum you are teaching. So here are examples of things you can't say to the parents of students without the student permission. Congratulations on your child being in the school play. I saw your child snorting a white powder. Your child was vaping in my class. You tell that to parents? Disciplined. Referring to a person using labels, examples. Don't label someone as deaf, but rather as a person who is experiencing hearing impairment. Okay, whatever. Listen to this one. Don't label someone a murderer, but rather a person who experienced ending another person's life. What on earth? (laughs) That is perhaps gendered language, such as boys and girls. I know. I know. This is unbelievable. Gendered language such as boys and girls, can't oh even say God. guys or ladies and gentlemen. This is beyond saying aboriginal. This point, Andrew. Oh, it's, it's and we're not done. Saying, saying aboriginal? aboriginal since the prefix ab means non and could be interpreted to mean non-original to Turtle Island. Teaching certain topics in indigenous art or indigenous English. If you are not indigenous, examples, the medicine wheel, getting to know your plant relatives, corn mat weaving, getting to know the harvest moon, beating, etc. If this you're not indigenous, real. you this can't, can't teach be these. real. This Andrew. is real. Andrew, Matt, this, this is real. This is, this is, this is, this is so, so real. ridiculous. I shared this with friends. And I, I was chatting with a guy on the phone and he said, boy, you must be glad you got out of Kingston. Like, you have no idea. Let's this continue. Is, so, is this supporting for Queens University? Hey, listen, no, this is for the Limestone District School Board. This is all okay. schools on the board. Listen to these last two. Supporting a so-called right-wing political view. And do you know the example they give of a so-called right-wing political view? Parental rights. That's their so-called. So if you're a teacher and you say, I believe in parental rights, you're going to get disciplined. Here's okay, the last so one. That, so that's, that's Hold on. Really I can make it this last one out. Okay. Let me get this last one out because this is this is pretty. This is, I like. It's like how could it get worse? It keeps getting worse. The idea that certain cultural practices are superior to others. For example, okay. If you say that the scientific method is superior to other ways of knowing, such as I have a native spirit feeling that there are bodies under the ground, <laughs> but you say we actually need to, don't we actually need to like like actually it follow right like we have a hypothesis verify that yeah no 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 (laughs) you're disciplined for that or how about this this is pretty bananas if you if you purport that western law is superior to sharia law you could be disciplined so if you say hey (laughs) hey it's a better idea to be tried in a court of your peers with a judge to be presumed innocent until proven guilty to have the facts in the to have the facts brought against you to be able to defend your case that's better that's mm-hmm. better than 
having your hand cut off for stealing something yeah. or being thrown off the top of a roof because you're a sodomite. And if you're a woman, your testimony is only worth half of a man. Mm. If you say that one's better than the other and you're in the limestone district school board, um, you're going to be disciplined. So see you later. Equal rights and Lex Telionis and crazy. all these things. It's crazy. So, so I, I just, in, in conclusion, in conclusion, um, get the heck out of Kingston. Yeah, that's if like you're still there. Leave now. <laughs> if you're a teacher, leave now. Leave, yeah. get gone. Bye. You yeah. need to leave. That well, right, that right there is everything you need to know about where things mm -hmm. are going. And by the way, I shared this on on X, and I tagged mm -hmm. the mayor, the professing mayor. Call him up by name, Mayor Brian Patterson. He's mm -hmm. a professing Christian. He's going to say nothing and do nothing about this. Yeah, because he's a non-believing apostate flake who was in support of a bill C four and who goes to the pride parade every year in Kingston and snags pictures with the rainbows. Kingston is is on fire. Get out. And unless you think, oh, who? I don't live in Kingston. I'm safe. You're not safe if your kids are in public schools. This mm -hmm. is coming for you. This yeah. is coming for every public school. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, this is wokeism. This is the Marxist conscientization. Fancy word for getting a Marxist consciousness, which is woke wokeism right a lot of people are like what does wokeism even mean it's looking at the world through that marxist lens that you talked about at the start of the program being in class oh, who was jeffrey dahmer oh jeffrey dahmer was a man who experienced <laughs> ending another person's life jeffrey jeffrey dahmer was a man who who had who had very particular food tastes and desires that were somewhat <laughs> somewhat unconventional chemistry unconventional he had he had a diverse <laughs> flavor palette and desires uh. for food and he had experienced ending another person's life could you imagine having to frame it that way or you're disciplined oh, oh my word i am exceedingly grateful that we left notice that noticed I, that l hole it's the, awful. The, the point that I wanted to make to Andrew, because this is actually like crazy um, in it is just, crazy. It, it, like it, this is at, like it's it beyond parody. It, it's totally insane. But supporting a so-called right wing in scare quotes political view. So what does that mean? If anybody thinks whatever view you have is right wing if you voice that you can be brought up for discipline right yep. because because th the example that they give is parental rights so even asserting the idea that's constitutionally protected and has been backed by supreme court decision after supreme court decision in canada that parents have rights to to, to raise their children as they see fit that is a supposedly right wing. So this is a shifting standard that doesn't even have an objective. I mean, it's so crazy. Yeah, they, it's, a, it's, it's a placeholder. They could put anything they want in there. Yes. Anything yeah. they want. It's a last you know panacea. Say, they fill it with whatever they want. Statistically, statistically, it's better for a kid if a mom and dad are at home. Oh, that's a right wing Can't political that. view. Yeah. yeah. So or, or, I'll just or, one more or, time. Or if you're Ro Roland Fryer, the youngest tenured black professor in the United States of America at Harvard, um, and you you actually do uh, you know 
tons and tons of research that then ends up showing that, oh, there is no disproportionate harm uh, done towards black people by police in America against what you were hypothesizing. If you do that experiential um, experimental work, obviously, because the scientific method is you know, not superior to other ways of knowing, like, you know, indigestion or something like that. Uh, you, you can be, you can, I mean, this, oh, the this pizza last night is telling parody. me that their bodies under the ground. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I want to, I just want to say one last time, and I'm being very serious. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm not, and I, I've been, I mean, I've been serious the whole time, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm being especially serious right now to, to everyone who listens to this show. To everyone who is going to hear this, mm -hmm. if you are within the Limestone District School Board jurisdiction and your kids are attending public school, if you do not remove your kids from that public school, okay, I don't care what the excuse is. I don't mm -hmm. care the job, the money, figure it out. You can do it. If you do not remove your kids from the public system, you are a bad parent mm -hmm. and you are harming your children. Yeah. It's time like they this is where your student will be, mm -hmm. which means the kind of instructors they will have will either be woke demons mm -hmm. or cowardly, unprincipled people that'll do whatever they need to do to keep their job. And if those are the people educating your children, you are submitting your children to spiritual, emotional, psychological abuse and harm. You need to get them out now, mm -hmm. right now, today. Pull them out yeah. today, and I would also suggest move out of move out of the Limestone District School Board area. Mm -hmm. Get out yeah. of Kingston. I, I'm looking up in the sky, and I'm <laughs> symbolically seeing the fire and sulfur come down, and the angels are telling us you need to leave and not look back because it's 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 going to get bad. So if not now, when is that? Like that's my question. Yeah. Like if not now. When, like, how bad would something have to to be for for people to leave this system? How how bad would I don't know. the how well, big would, would the you target need? put put on yeah. your children yeah. have to be the for you to get off your butt and act? That, the school board believes that for you to assert you have parental rights, mm -hmm. that is a white or there's a right wing political theory that should be disciplined if a teacher espouses it. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Anyway. So they believe then by implication that your children are their possession. Mm -hmm. If not now, when? How bad does it have to get before you leave your comfortable seats and stand up and protect your children? How bad? You need to ask yourself that question. And you need to take the appropriate actions. Andrew, that doesn't exhaust the insanity of wokeism forcing state officials to use its resources to come against, obviously, the so-called oppressor and privileged classes. Um, I mean, what an absurd thing coming out of Kingston. But the absurdity never stops here in Canada. Uh, this story comes to us from the Post Millennial. It has been revealed that the Canadian government has been keeping tabs on those in the scare quotes anti-gender movement that oppose child sex changes, suggesting they pose 
quote, a violent threat to the country. So if you don't even believe in gender, you're a domestic terrorist, you crazy conspiracy theorist who probably knows a little bit about history and know that gender actually comes from the French genre. It's synonymous with kind, which would be applicable to the differences in sexes and that gender was just a distinction without a di difference used to forward crazy progressive uh, sexual revolutionary ideas. You know, Simone de Beauvoir, um, the radical feminists, John Money, all these weird perverts. They invented this term to basically create a distinction where there was none. Nevertheless, if you know that you are a domestic terrorism or terrorist, I, I guess I just performed an act of terrorism by, by saying that. Anyways, continuing on in the story, reports from the Canadian Se Security Intelligence Ser Service Integrated Terrorism Assessment Center. See, it wasn't even a jump to say it's terrorism because it says it right there. Claim that the ideology of parental rights and opposition to the modern gender movement were tied to far right groups, anti 2S LGBTQI plus narratives. The document added, "Remain these remain a common theme in violent rhetoric espoused by white nationalist neo-Nazis, the freedom movement, and networks such as Diagalon and QAnon. I had to say that in my spooky voice. Uh, anyways, the report took particular aim at those who support religiously motivated violent extremism, suggesting such people, quote, view members of the 2SLGBTQI. They didn't they dropped the plus that time um, and there's no A. So I'm getting confused. Community as desirable targets. Quote, CSIS assesses that the violent threat posed by anti -gender, the anti-gender movement is almost certain to continue over the coming years and that violent actors may be inspired by the University of Waterloo attack to carry out their own extreme violence against 2SLGBTI plus this time community or other targets they view as representing the gender ideology quote agenda the document added wow so there you have it andrew wokies not only hate your ability to oppose sexual deviancy and want to punish you for it they also want to tell you how you can train and discipline your children um which is obviously a duty before God. And that leads into our next story, Andrew, from the Toronto Sun. MPs, by a 208 to 115 vote, gave a second reading to a children's right bill sponsored by, of course, the commies in orange, the NDP, that would ban spanking at home and in school, according to Blacklock's reporter. Bill C-273-273 would repeat Section 43, which states 
Every school teacher, parent, or sorry, would repeal Section 43, my bad, which states every school teacher, parent, or person standing in the place of a parent is justified in using force by way of correction towards a pupil or child as the case may be who is under the, his care if the force does not exceed what is reasonable under the circumstances. Section 43 dates back to 1892 when it was written into the criminal code by then justice minister john thompson a roman catholic father of nine and upheld by the supreme court of canada as recently as 2004 as constitutional i just want to point out andrew uh as you're reading this notice the presupposition in in this law code that's actually in criminal law in canada so this is law on, on the books every school teacher parent or person so any parental fi figure or or a person given that authority which would even you know pr presumably being babysitters delegated that authority so notice this is within the purview of the family so this is parental rights these are people acting as parental delegates are able to use this force what does that assume oh it assumes literally exactly the same thing that parental rights advocates which apparently are now domestic terrorists <laughs> have been arguing for right it, this it's it's school teachers are not the ultimate authority they are a delegated authority person standing in the place of a parent according to criminal law in canada unless if you can't read or, or or use logic and you you can't parse that sentence out that is what's being said here so it's amazing andrew to see on the one hand CSIS is apparently saying parental rights advocates are domestic terrorists who are mm -hmm. going to be extreme right-wing violent you know evil people but within, they're going to go shoot up schools. That's what they're going to do. They're going to shoot up schools. Yes. But literally within criminal law in Canada, parents actually possess rights to discipline their mm -hmm. children. Um, so the parental rights rhetoric is actually legally correct. And it's not an act of domestic terrorism to, to assert those rights. So don't let CSIS, don't let... Mm -hmm. um, the crazy liberals in your schools tell you that you're a crazy right-wing extremist if you're standing up for your rights. Um, we talked about last one last week's show that the, the 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 creep now the move is coming for the move is for parental rights. It started six months ago. They started priming it in some media stories, but now they are now they're going to begin their but full so, frontal and, assault on the idea of parental rights. This is going to be the play now. We're going to see this grow and this, in Canada. This is a play, but this is a tough bet. They're, they have to bet that they have so indoctrinated and brainwashed an, an entire generation of Canadian people that the Canadian people will not stand up and advocate for their children. Because this has been a dangerous play by progressives and an unfruitful play by progressives, because even in something like 
the district of Virginia, like, or, sorry, the state of Virginia, which is pretty purple going on blue because it's within the swamp area there in the United States of America. They got roundly trounced when it turns out that they're coming for the normies kids. And that's, to me, the weird calculation that they're trying to make. They're trying to bet that they can come for normies' kids and that the normies will still be so brainwashed and so asleep that they won't do anything. Well, we'll, we'll see. I'm curious. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm curious to know how many parents either jab their kids or mm -hmm. force them to wear masks in order to go to school or be engaged in sports. I'd yeah. be curious to know because if they're working off of those numbers, if their assumption is, hey, if we put the, the pressure run. in the right places, mm -hmm. right, if we put the weight in the right places, then we see what kind of buy-in we have. Mm -hmm. So if they're looking that as a base, a base measure, then maybe that's what they're working from. But in any event, it's it, it, it is it, well, it, this but, is the so, move now. Is, the, the move is going to be growing to say to parents, you actually don't have rights. You have a responsibility, and if you're not if you're not fulfilling that responsibility in a way that we deem righteous, mm -hmm. then we can step in, and we can relieve you of your responsibility to take care of your kids who have the rights. And, this is Andrew, the play now. Well, so the play, the play is even bigger than that because we've talked. I think we've talked about it on the program before. But if you know anything about the Cultural Revolution in China, the technique that Mao used is can be summed up in three parts unity criticism unity and we're actually seeing that take place that is what the liberals are trying to do now right so yeah. unity that's the message that trudeau ran on in the first place you know canada is a divided country under right-wing rule with the conservatives we need to unify it under a new collective vision um, and create this utopian canada so he comes in he, he so he uh, criticizes the, the 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 hegemonic view, puts forward a, a vision of unity of the Canadian people, and then the entire time he's working to dismantle basically the history of Canada and all the structures of Canadian government. So that's the criticism, and then he's forwarding all these you know radical left wing ideas, and the criticism in this case is criticizing you know even the notion of parental rights as legitimate mm -hmm. in, in Canada. But as he's doing that, he's going to Manitoba for a kumbaya session where he's calling for, you guessed it, unity. Mm -hmm. So he's disrupting, dismantling, criticizing, destroying the foundations of Can Canadian society while calling for unity. And that's the play. Mm -hmm. This is the play because... Again, he's psychologically manipulating people and gaslighting people in order to forward his political agenda and to keep his power. And we have to, as thinking Canadians, have to be awake in the proper sense to these manipulative, um, you know, sort of plays that are being run on us. We have to learn to to read the offense and 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 put up a stout defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and step 1 is get your kids out of state funded schools. That's that's step 1. It's you you have to protect the running back. <laughs> you have you can't here's the ball. Okay, go. Just take on 10 defenders. So that's that's step 1. So let's let's wrap up this section 
examining how wokeism destroys our rights and freedoms. And we'll see that wokeism also seeks to destroy free speech under the guise of punishing hate speech, which is essentially a Gnostic made-up category to affirm the idea that there are thought crimes which can be punished, and we should ultimately punish that pesky oppressor class for their hateful thought crimes that they commit. So regarding public hatred and anti-Semitism, Section 319.3b of the Canadian Criminal Code says the following, quote, no person shall be convicted of an offense under subsection 2, which is about making statements promoting hate of a certain group, if, in good faith, the person expressed or attempted to establish by an argument an opinion on a religious subject or an opinion based on a belief in a religious text. Section 319.3.1b says this, quote, no person shall be convicted of an offense under subsection 2.1, which is about statements promoting anti-Semitism, if in good faith they expressed or attempted to establish by an argument an opinion on a religious subject or an opinion based on a belief in a religious text. Close quote. Now, why does, why does this matter? Why am I talking about the criminal code? What's going on? Well, Bill C-367, a private member's bill, wants to remove those two stipulations from the criminal code. Now, on the face of it, it appears that what this will do is prevent people from citing quote-unquote religious beliefs as a justification for their hatred of other people. And of course, people should not be saved from doing evil because of so-called religious beliefs. We would say that that is also no bueno. But here's what's concerning and what what we perceive this really does mean, right? We're not we're not looking we're not being like Christians have been for the last 3 years and simply reacting to what's in front of them. We're looking beyond it. We're looking down the road. We're seeing the long play here. What this means is that the state will be able to determine that certain parts of the scriptures are hateful and discriminatory, and those sections, for example, that sodomy is an abomination, or that transianity is a corruption of God's good design, the state will determine that these can no longer be used as a valid defense against so-called hate speech. So let me put a finer point on that if you don't see it yet. If you say that someone who self-identifies as trans, that they aren't what they actually pretend to be, and that God will judge them for their sin, you could be charged with hate speech, and you cannot use your deeply held religious beliefs and the Bible as a defense to get you out of the charge. That's where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the real concern. And, and it's wrong Andrew, for men to have sex with men because mm-hmm. the Bible says it's wrong mm-hmm. because it, the, the scriptures, which are thousands of years old, affirm that it's wrong for men to mm-hmm. have sex with men. I'm sorry, Andrew, that's hate speech mm-hmm. and you cannot use the Bible as defense. You are now punished. 
that's where this is going. And and it's not just conjecture on your part. It must be added, right? Case with Juan Porter that we've uh, at the LCC are helping her defend. Well, for literally a religious attestation of her sincerely held religious convictions, yes. she was, as any good Christian, being a good Berean, backing up their points with the text yeah. of Scripture. She Wanting was told to read in, the text. In, yeah. She was told she could not appeal to the Bible, which in the history of Canada has been the ultimate appeal in law in everything. Still within our charter, it gives lip service to the supremacy of God and the rule of, of law. Um, still, she was denied that right or attempted to be denied that right. So we are seeing this play. It's not just bald conjecture on your point. This is the way that things are going within our country. And again, if we're not going to act now, when are we going to act? Like the writing is on the wall. We're seeing this completely anti-classical liberal um, hating of Western civilization, totally overthrowing our, our law tradition, taking place before our eyes. And what are you going to do about it, friends? That is the question. Before we move on, if you like our commentary, if you like what we have to say, you can't get it anywhere else in Canada. So we would like to ask you to leave a donation at libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. Scan that helpful QR code. You can also leave anonymous Bitcoin donations if you click on the analysis and shows tab. You can also get a tax refundable donation receipt for your taxes. I know it's tax year. I know some of you want some of those write-offs, so please consider leaving a donation at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Yeah, it's it's worse than it's worse than simply saying no longer is biblical Christianity the law of the land, right? So mm -hmm. that that's 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 already happened. Mm -hmm. They've already tried to just excise biblical Christianity as being what governs our country. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying if you in your defense try to appeal Mm -hmm. to your religious texts. They're not going to hold up. Now, this would be my suspicion. I might be wrong, but I'm not. But anyways, I have to I have to throw that caveat. This is my suspicion. If people will try to appeal to, let's say, for example, the Quran, <laughs> that'll probably be okay. Because it's demonic. Um, and and be, they ap appreciate appeals to I, Satan. <laughs> it, is a protected, it is a protected religious text. What this is really about is this is about removing the ability for people to cite the scriptures in their defense mm -hmm. yeah. and to be punished as the Bible's hate speech. That's where this is going, believer. Absolutely. Let's move on. If you're using MailChimp, HubSpot, or Salesforce for email marketing, CRM and sales, you probably know they've been canceling voices of freedom and truth because they're driven by the same woke ideologies that are destroying freedom and truth in our country. So that's why Liberty Coalition Canada has switched over to Sales Nexus. Sales Nexus is a complete business marketing and sales solution that will not tell you what you should say or believe. You can try it yourself at salesnexus.com and get two users for the price of one with the promo code LIBERTY. salesnexus.com, promo code LIBERTY. Don't be canceled. Don't be unsubscribed simply because you say that which is unpopular in the modern Zeitgeist. Yeah, and so, communicating through destroys, CRMs is so important. Oh, yeah. now. It's so important. So yeah. wokeism destroys our rights and freedoms, as we've seen. Wokeism also weakens our country. 
in very real and very tangible ways, ways that matter, by the way, in light of globalist ideologies and global conflict. It matters that a country is strong. It makes our police services weaker. This is what wokeism does. And it makes our military weaker too. So take this story from the post-millennial, for example. Quote, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police announced a new summer program for high schoolers considering a career in law enforcement, namely those who are in grade 11 and identify as women. The RCMP's post quickly went viral and was mocked for its insinuation that while the program was aimed at girls, anyone could apply by simply ticking a box indicating they identify as female. Wokeism, by the way, also denies reality. Continuing, we're looking for high schoolers in grade 11 who identify as women, the Post read. If that's you and you're curious about a career in public safety, we have a full week's worth of paid work for you. Registration closes in two weeks. Submit your application and don't forget to self-declare as a woman to be considered the guideline state. Under the Employment Equity Self-Declaration section of your application, answer yes to gender female, is what the post said. The site goes on to encourage applicants to self-identify if they belong to other employment equity groups, noting that the federal government of Canada is dedicated to building an inclusive and diverse workforce that represents the Canadian population we serve. Earlier this year, it was revealed that the RCMP had begun funding sex changes for officers covering certain gender-affirming procedures not covered by provincial territorial health care plans to help individuals with their gender affirmation journey. Close quote. Now, this frustrates people. This frustrates people. Yeah. And here's what it does. It makes it so that good people who want to serve as police officers will choose not to join, in mm -hmm. part to avoid all this woke nonsense. They don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to be in this kind of place. I don't want to be in this setting. So I'm like, I know I want to be a cop. I know I want to serve and defend. I don't want to protect, but I can't deal with this nonsense. I don't want to be in this environment where I'm probably going to get canceled as well. So what this means is that people who will end up becoming the next wave of police officers that will be serving and protecting you and I or mm. officers with the RCMP are either going to be purple-haired Wokies or second-rate applicants who don't have any real convictions or integrity. Mm -hmm. This means a weakened police force, yeah. which, by the way, will mean more crime and mm -hmm. more corruption and probably more instances of police malfeasance because the sort of people we would want serving as police officers don't want to put up with this garbage. Mm -hmm. So it makes police in the country weaker, which is not good. Mm -hmm. I already have very little respect and trust for police services in light of what I've seen in the last few years, if it's going to be an even less principled police force, then that is that does not spell good things for Canadians. Yeah, and we've talked about these these concepts, right? Demoralization, which is exactly the process you're talking about of people that don't want to be involved in these things who they just give up. You know, they, 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 and then the, uh, the only people left, and this is how demoralization leads to entryism that want to partake in these things are radical left wing wokies, um, that now are the applicants to enter into, uh, these professions. And that's how, just like that, those institutions are captured 
by these radical leftist cultural Marxists who are, yeah, undergoing a, a cultural revolution. And just to stay on brand for today's episode, it won't only lead to police malfeasance, but it will actually lead to more public feces as well, I'm sure. Uh, this is correct. <laughs> I'm sure. Public I'm sure, malfeasance. Sure. yes exactly um but andrew uh it's not just the police force where we're seeing this type of demoralization and enter entryism happening it's our military as well so it's not just domestic threat to our security but it's also um a foreign threat as well because our military obviously has so much to do with keeping canadians safe here at home and abroad. Um, So we know that people have been exceedingly frustrated with the military paying for so-called sex change surgeries and putting tampons in men's bathrooms on military bases and, for that matter, in every federal facility across our country now. And this demoralization of our soldiers leads to exceedingly low morale. And these soldiers who, again, want to quit or not enlist because of this madness, it keeps those good people out. And those people with principle of patriots who want to defend and serve their country and defend the lives of of their people, those are the people who are taken off the table right off the bat. And guess what? The clear case for the point we're making is shown in the recent numbers. And this story comes to us from the National Post. The world is entering an age of tragedy, according to this story. Um, a, A cascading series of wars and conflicts, an era of permanent crisis, warns Robert Kaplan, the veteran foreign correspondent and author. Political leaders will be faced not with an e- with easy choices between good and evil, but between what is acceptable um, and what can be achieved and whether one alternative is less evil than another, he says. Canada will not escape the hostilities on the horizon, he postulates. Its Pacific Ocean border with its Western outlook may witness the next great global conflict and as a security analyst, or analyst, pardon me, uh, sorry, as security analysts have pointed out, Canada with an under-resourced military aging equipment, especially a fleet of four submarines that um, is rarely on water, still less below it, is ill-prepared to face the oncoming tide of trage- tragedy. So the question then that is raised by this article is just how unprepared is Canada? And the article continues on to tell us, Canada's military is short 16,000 troops, Its branches are operating below readiness thresholds half of the time, and its budget is continually being cut. This is obviously the fruit of wokeism that is hollowing out our military, Andrew, and 
weakening it, uh, which is will only hurt Canadians, um, which will only leave us vulnerable um, in the short term and the long term. There is also, Andrew, another amazing story, if you can believe it or not, from the Toronto Star. And to set it up, Canada murders 100,000 babies each year. We delay marriage. We have fewer and fewer uh, children. We are choosing a culture of death. We sterilize children with gender madness. We also encourage sodomy. The result, less children and declining population, which is also bad for Canada, which is also bad for our economy, our military readiness, all these things. It makes us weaker and weaker and weaker in a growing hostile world. And this comes from one woke college who wants to solve the problem. And if we haven't made it clear, woke solutions are never, never, never good. Let's hear from the college. The Ontario College that boasts the largest number of international students in the country is unapologetically touting the growth plan in an effort to address what is called Canada's, scare quotes, baby deficit. Kitchener-based Conestoga College, which has been newly approved uh, study, uh, sorry, which has seen new approved study permits up 137% over the last three years, said the prosperity of the local economies is threatened by the pressure of labor supply. As a result of declining birth rate and an aging workforce, as well as the recent changes to Canada's international uh, education program. Quote, the college is responding to these shortages both emphatically and strategically. Conestoga said in a report released Tuesday that explains its recent growth and the need to meet the region's demand for a skilled labor force. Quote, the college has expanded its enrollment and attracted the level of international students necessary to compensate for the baby deficit that will be the hallmark of the next several decades. So there you have it, Andrew. We choose a culture of death. The culture of death has destructive and deadly outcomes. So then we actually state this great replacement theory narrative, which is apparently also a far-right <laughs> conspiracy theory, out loud as the predicate for bringing in mass amounts of um, international students, immigrants into and this, the country. This has a terribly weakening effect on Canada for, for several reasons. One, mm. rather than building strong families yes. and encouraging the creation of strong families, With Canadian which is good for, our, it's good for our economy, mm -hmm. it equals better results in terms of crime, mm -hmm. in terms of lower crime, in terms of the likelihood of people succeeding and excelling at school and at work. It, so it's just better. It's better for our country if we say, hey, have kids, grow families. Instead of yeah. doing that, we're murdering babies. And then what we're doing is we're now increasing the number of people we, we bring in from other countries. Now, I, wanna make, I don't, I don't want to make broad generalizations, but mm -hmm. what I will say is my guess would be that several of these international students 
are coming from countries with competing worldviews yeah. that actually despise what we stand for and what makes Canada Canada. Mm-hmm. So you now have the immigration of these competing ideologies that are not of benefit to Canada and will not strengthen us. You're also bringing in people that probably hate Canada in general, but want to you know reap the benefit of its education and healthcare it's and welfare, welfare systems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're going to get all that. Yeah, but these people, here's another thing: do not have a vested interest in Canada, as mm. opposed to children who are born, who were raised here, do have a little bit more of a vested interest in this country. And on top of that. Because these people will come and be on the receiving end of handouts and woke policies, they will almost certainly vote a certain way. Mm-hmm. So this process of killing our own children and dealing with the baby deficit by bringing in people from countries with competing ideologies will obviously weaken our country across the board. Yeah, it fractures in every it, way. absolutely. It will weaken and, our country. And we're all like, I just want to make it very clear. This sort of thing we're seeing happen. I, I was reading the Winnipeg Free Press, that terrible publication, um, the other day, and there was a massive, uh, like, full-page spread about how Nigerian international students are pressuring Manitoba to provide them with free health care because of matters of social equity and social justice. <laughs> So international students who are coming to Canada for education are saying, oh, it's too difficult for us to apply for private health care. It's not. They're lazy. Um, And they want to better utilize and take advantage of uh, welfare uh, statism in Canada, which is, again, on the backs of Canadian citizens. And that is naturally... Whenever you practically divide a nation between those who are taxpayers and those who are, who, who are tax consumers, you cannot help but end up mm-hmm. dividing a nation. And we're not, and I'm going to be clear, we are not anti-immigration. I, no. My grandparents, my grandparents immigrated to this country mm-hmm. after the Second World War. The difference is when my grandparents came here, the understanding was you will learn the language Mm-hmm. You will learn the culture. You can obviously keep some of the some of the ethnic traditions. They, they didn't say leave those at the door. No. So you can bring you can bring because you know, it, especially where my grandparents came from, Italy, minus the fact that it had fallen to fascism, but then eventually turned the right way, mm-hmm. is still a Western country that still has Western values. So yeah. they came from Italy. You keep some of that good cultural stuff. But this is Canadian culture now. You learn the language. You learn the customs. There's no free handouts. You Mm. need to work hard. You need to be part of building the infrastructure of this country. So my grandparents came here as immigrants, and they understood they they were Canadians now. Mm -hmm. I'm a Canadian Italian, right? You are Canadian now. That's who you are. You need to adopt these identities. You need to assimilate properly while not erasing your ethnic distinctions, which, which we haven't done. But your your role is to help build this country into something beautiful so that your kids and your grandkids will be able to flourish and thrive. Mm-hmm. That was that was 70 years ago, 80 mm-hmm. years ago. Well, and, and now and that, that's the that's mindset. not the case now. Immigration is not that's not no. what immigration is about now. And that, that's not that's at the, all the mindset 
change that's happened in immigration, when we're talking historical immigration to the West, it was for the pursuit of freedom and opportunity. And that opportunity came in ways to serve others and to serve the nation and to be a value add to the nation. And that's even reflected in how we even vet immigrants, right, in our nation still to this day, is whether or not they're going to be a value add. Now, we've lowered those standards significantly over the last little while, but that's just reflected in how immigration is even done in nations across mm-hmm. the world. But now it is um, it is an entitlement culture. It, it, people come to this country to get, not to give back and to mm. serve and to I- assimilate into- To reap the benefits the of, and this, yeah. this is what's personally a little bit even though, again, I'm not, my family hasn't been in Canada for generations. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, my grandparents were a part of the building of the infrastructure of this country. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather, quite literally, as a construction and carpenter expert, quite literally built, <laughs> built part of Canada with, mm-hmm. with his hands. He built. Uh, he built a, a a decent amount of what is now Toronto with mm-hmm. his own hands over the course of the decades he lived here. And my grandmother, as a nurse, was a part of benefiting and serving others in a healthcare setting. So they mm-hmm. they have a vested interest in Canada, and so it is it is rather it is rather unnerving to see people who are now coming to this country with a different mindset who are only coming to take advantage of and abuse that which my grandparents worked for decades to build that they themselves couldn't avail themselves of. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it's, 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 it's quite disturbing and it's quite upsetting that they sweat and toiled for decades. And it wasn't easy for them. It wasn't easy for European immigrants coming here after the war. They were on the mm-hmm. receiving end of much, much racism and ethnocentrism. So they came here, they worked hard, they built something. They couldn't take advantage of what people are now. And now here are people who are coming who are ultimately disrespecting and making little or nothing of what my grandparents did for decades with hard work and sacrifice mm-hmm. simply because our elites want to push certain agendas and keep their political power. And unfortunately, I can understand why native born Canadians are very disturbed by and, that. And unfortunately we've seen that, right? Like a lot of, um, international students, immigrants, to this country, uh, even on just a permanent basis, there was a huge trend going around in Canada of people posting TikToks about like international students, literally teaching people how to game the Canadian welfare state and how mm-hmm. to, get food from food banks that are actually supposed to be going towards indigent people. (laughs) Like all these things we're seeing take place in our country. So it's not right wing, crazy conspiracy Mm -hmm. nonsense. This is literally what's happening. And Andrew, in a weak and dying culture to bring in mass immigrants of people who do have a cultural a different cultural uh yeah it's not going to strengthen canadian identity it's only going to divide it it's only going to um create those fractions just in the same way historically 
Now, I'm not saying these people are going to overthrow Canada as the Visigoths did Rome. But if you remember, that is exactly what ha happened, that um, many of the Visigoths, the Germanic warriors were assimilated into because their fighting prowess, the Roman army. And but Rome was weak and dying internally at that time. And then what happens when the Visigoths actually came to sack Rome? Well, those guys took off their Roman jerseys and put on their, their Visigoth jerseys uh, and, and helped in the sacking of Rome. And those are the type of allegiances and um, attitudes that we're actually even seeing even reflected in a lot of the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rallies in exactly. our nation, right? We see where people's allegiances lie. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. my my regard, regardless of my thoughts on our elites and our political system, I mm. personally want to see Canada as a nation thrive and succeed. I don't want to see Canada's demise. Mm -hmm. I want to see Canada honor the Lord and bless its citizens. Mm -hmm. But that's because I know where my loyalties and my 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 convictions lie. But you're right, Matt. What we're seeing is people who. They don't actually want to see the success and the flourishing of Canada. They mm -hmm. want to see Canada subsumed under other ideologies. This, by the way, this story about the, Conest the Conestoga College and the baby deficit leads well into our third bit of the episode. And I'll just say this simply here before we do an ad read. Wokeism just doesn't work and the solutions are, are, are worse, mm -hmm. right? The real solution to the baby deficit is God's created norm solution. Have kids, yeah. don't murder them before they're born. Fulfill don't cut the off their penises. <laughs> yeah, don't cut off their penises when they're when they're boys. <laughs> like it's really, it's really, it's it's amazing that we have to say that as being the the right solution because that is a radical right wing political theory. Apparently. But if if all we did was not murder our babies before they were born, and we didn't sterilize them after they were born and encourage them to engage in all manner of sexual deviancy, our country would be way better off. We'd be a much stronger country. So, but they, but the Wokies don't want that. Their solution is, you know, kill the babies, sterilize the babies, bring in anti-Western ideologies because mm -hmm. we want to see the West fall so we can erect our own utopia. So wokeism just doesn't work, and we're going to see that highlighted in in some of these closing stories. But first, before we do, I bet you are sick and tired of listening to our banks and other government-sponsored institutions promoting the same old statist words, talking about safe and effective, or ESG, or diversity, inclusion, and equity. Do you really think they're looking out for your investments when they can't even define what a woman is? What you need to do is you need to check out our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners. They're an independent Christian firm focused on managing your investments as long-term value investors. They're not caught up in the bureaucracy of the woke financial institutions. They are comfortable going against the crowd and speaking up for their Christian values. That's why Rocklink was our very first advertising partner. Give them a call, 905-631-5462, or email Rocklink at info at rocklink.com. That's link with a C. Just the other day, I contacted my friend at Rocklink who manages our family's investments and money and we had a conversation about changing a few things up, switching it around in order to do what's best for the family. I got to talk to a person who loves the Lord, and he asked me how the twins were doing, and we talked about <laughs> personal things, and I know he cares, and here we are doing ultimately what's best for the future of my family. So mm -hmm. 
you need to reach out to the friends over at Rocklink. You need to avail yourselves of what they're doing. So as we kind of wrap up this last little story here, what's truly amazing about woke ideology, as I've said, is it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Right? Woke ideology does not work, period. Mm -hmm. It is square peg, round hole, doesn't work. Destroys our rights and freedoms, which we've already seen examples of, of that in Canada. It weakens our country in every way, and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. This is the this is the irony of wokeism that it's supposed to create a utopia where equality and equity flow <laughs> like milk and honey, and discrimination has been washed away in the seas of in the waters of DEI, but it actually <laughs> fails at yeah. its primary task. It is the, the prime directive of wokeism. Yeah, the prime directive of wokeism is not accomplished by wokeism. Now, the National Post had a great article, and I highly recommend you check it out in the description and read the article based on research from David Haskell. He's a friend of LCC. I actually look forward to speaking at some conferences in the spring with David Haskell. More on those in the coming weeks. We don't want to tip our hand too much, but there's some conferences we're going to be doing in the spring around the country. David Haskell will be joining We'll just throw that morsel out for now. You'll have to wait until next week before we announce more officially. But nevertheless, here's what the article from the National Post reads. There's no evidence that diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives reduce prejudice and may even increase it, says a Canadian professor who reviewed decades of research for a new report. Proponents of DEI instruction make the bold claim that it works. That is, they claim that it's effective in changing behavior toward the positive. That claim is not supported by the empirical evidence the study's author, Laurier Professor David Haskell, said in a press release announcing his findings. There's clear empirical evidence that certain aspects of DEI instruction lead to greater prejudice and even harm. In a report published by the Aristotle Foundation for Public Policy, Haskell reviewed seven studies from leading scientific journals, including some meta-analyses that looked at hundreds of experiments. Despite claims from DEI proponents that such instruction leads to better outcomes and greater understanding, the Laurier Academics Literature Review found evidence suggesting otherwise. One study Haskell highlighted, conducted by University of Toronto researchers, found campaigns designed to exert strong pressure on people to be non-prejudiced backfired, yielding heightened levels of bigotry. Meta-analyses also show DEI's inability to produce lasting positive behavioral changes. Haskell's report argues that DEI initiatives often undercut their expressed mission of bringing people from diverse backgrounds together. What they are teaching has been shown to divide society. The empirical proof for that is clear, Haskell said. Read the article. Check out the study. It's yeah. wokeism doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It does the opposite. Surprise, surprise. Godless ideologies don't <laughs> deliver and only do more harm. Hey, who to thunk it? Who? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. which he's told us in his word which we've known for thousands of years, you reject God, you bring on the destruction. It's Christ or chaos. Yeah. And the fatal conceit of Marxism, whether cultural or economic, is that 
that man can create his own providence, that God, A, doesn't exist. Therefore, like, because God doesn't exist, man creates his own fate and his own destiny by manipulating and centrally planning and controlling all aspects of society, which leads to the destruction of freedom, which is actually, you know, Andrew, you say it destroys uh, our rights and freedoms, but you have to understand that historically within Marxist society, it's been hostile to the very idea of human rights and freedoms because it is bourgeois, it's Christian. It's those are vestiges of a foolish uh, Christian aeon, right? It, it, that's 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 to be done away with. People do not have actual human rights, individual rights outside of the state. The, the, that's nonsense. Now, as Marxists always do, they'll use the the hegemonic powers to up. Oh, to overthrow and destroy the system that they're trying to uh, do away with so that they can actually de destroy that system and then usher in their new system, which is why, you know, all these woke leftists have, you know, taken over the human rights coalitions or across our nation, whatever. But their ultimate end goal is to destroy those very things that they're saying that they're upholding yeah. because their worldview is is absolutely inescapably hostile to these things because Anytime there's an overthrow of the god of a system, there must be an installation of a new god, of a new system, and that new god brings forth a new social order and a new set of laws, and it's always hostile against any other god of that system. It's inescapable. Theocracy is inevitable. It's not whether it's which, and that is what we've talked about, how religious neutrality is not a thing, and you're seeing that play out before our eyes. But, Andrew, again, wokeism doesn't work. And just as a little cherry on top of the the, the woke ice cream sundae, uh, we can see that playing out in the real world uh, in media and entertainment. Now, partly... It doesn't woke. It doesn't work because a lot of people are seeing the woke scam, are seeing the grift, and are pushing back against it. But economically, yes, Marxism, socialism, fascism, central planning, corporatism—all these things don't actually work because they're against God's good free market economic system, His system of design. And what we've seen is, yes, when you go woke as a business, you go broke. Netflix, Bud Light, the NBA, all of them have felt financial loss for their wokeism. And chief among these is Disney, who has seen a massive loss in profits. Um, and they are requiring people to meet certain quotas in their movies and shows. And this comes to us straight from their own source. And I just want to, you know, bring up, you know, on screen what what the, the the criteria that Disney is putting out there for people to say uh, to show for the representation of their their characters and, and actors and those associated with Disney content. So characters, uh, as as this uh, graph shows. 50% um, or more of regular and recurring written characters come from 
quote, underrepresented groups. Actors, 50% of or more of regular and recurring actors come from underrepresented groups. Secondary characters, meaningful inclusion of underrepresented groups as secondary or more minor on-screen individuals, including background actors. Series premise, meaningful integration of underrepresented groups in overall themes and narratives. Episodic storytelling, ongoing meaningful integration of underrepresented groups in episodic themes and narratives. Creative leadership at Disney for these shows and movies must meet three of the uh, following six requirements. 50% or more of the producers and above on writing staff and 50% or more of co-producer and below on writing staff come from underrepresented groups. 50% or more of episodic directors come from underrepresented groups. Casting director is from an unrepresented group or has not previously worked on a DGE show in this role. Meaningful representation of underrepresented groups in senior creative leadership. Promotion of a member of an underrepresented group into a role that constitutes career progression for at least one member of the writing staff. Substantial year-over-year -year increase in members of underrepresented groups as directors in writing staff. This is all a part of their standards for uh, on-screen representation and creative leadership. And this is the G in ESG, right, Andrew? This is the new yeah. governance just... structure of Disney. And it, it must be noted, underrepresented group, every time that appears, it's with a capital. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's, 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 I guess they're, they're proper nouns. It's, 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 it's stating uh, an entire group of people who need um, their names or their group Here's identity capitalized. I don't, what, I don't know. What's, what's pretty wild about this is number one, how's this working out for, for woke corporations? Is, is this, is this, is this equaling more profits? Of course no. not. But here's what's also pretty, uh, pretty wild about all of this. Mm -hmm. I would say that in, the culture uh biblical christians are probably one of the most underrepresented groups well yes you won't see them <laughs> right and this this that's we need, not what diversity means exactly this and so <laughs> so you know who else is un, unrep underrepresented people that have truly social conservative views mm -hmm. because the kind of diversity thereafter is only the diversity of skin color and genitals mm -hmm. that's all they're after they're, yeah, they're after they, they're for complete uniformity of worldview. Yeah, they they're not about diversity of ideology. No, no. or diversity of thought or diversity. They but, yeah, they, they they can't put up with any, any of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wokeism doesn't wokeism doesn't work. It is self defeating. It is it is wildly hypocritical, mm -hmm. and it's 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 thoroughly destructive. Yeah, up and, and down, and left and right, in and out, all the way through. Wokeism is is a cancer mm -hmm. and people it's are hating it answer and, and and more and more people are hating it and getting frustrated with it um and we're seeing companies because of a lot of this backlash 
have to pivot. They're trying to re rebrand ESG now. Like, so there is some positives, uh, programs like ours, uh, people like our listeners getting active and pushing back against this stuff. And a lot of the normies waking up to this indoctrination, this corporatistic, you know, propaganda that they're seeing, it's caused them to pivot, which causes them to expend a lot of resources, take a lot of time and, and makes them run and tuck tail. Um, and we're seeing, you know, companies starting to reassess because even in the literature, if you, if you see from the WEF or the UN or a lot of these uh, super national organizations who are putting, a, pushing a lot of this stuff uh, on, on big corporations and everything, um, they're, they're fundamentally, Andrew, they're trying to tell corporations that they need to no longer worry about their um, profit margin at the end of the day, that they need right. to change the way that they see value. And it's actually funny. If you actually understand the literature, what they're saying is they, they're acknowledging that doing a lot of this stuff is going to actually mm-hmm. make companies worse off financially, that, mm-hmm. that implementing a lot of this stuff will destroy the profitability of companies mm. which is their in the short term yeah which is which is in the short term because yeah. one could make I've, I've heard people try to make the case that if by subscribing to this stuff now you take the short-term hit however in the future so let's say in canada for example with heavy crtc regulations mm-hmm. and with you know groups like blackrock and other other massive financial groups that essentially run and control banks mm-hmm. that you might take the short-term hit, but you won't be able to get a loan finance or avail yourself of government handouts or, or actually exist in the long term. So I think that's what companies are thinking. They're thinking is we'll take the short-term hit yes. because the long-term will be shielded by the state and its tyranny, mm-hmm. not realizing that, the monster is insatiable. Yeah, exactly. Everyone and only, only the upper, upper, upper crust, only the 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 tippy top of the elitist pinnacle, actually benefit. Everyone underneath them is just varying mm-hmm. degrees of suffering. This, by the way, and you read nineteen eighty four, you'll see this. Mm-hmm. The only people who really benefit are at the very, very top. Everyone underneath them just has to deal with lesser levels of tyranny yeah. and chaos. Exactly. They're, the more compliant you are, you still have to deal with an awful existence. Everyone oh, yeah. suffers. It's yeah. just you may suffer less if you're close to the top. But the only ones who benefit are, are the ones connected with the with the Soviet. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those the, those connected with the Soviet. And, but but the funny thing too is you know like do these corporate actors not actually understand how this type of kind of corporatistic fascistic kind of um game is played like look at jack ma right jack ma was disappeared by the chinese government <laughs> just at a whim right he had an extraordinarily successful business he did everything that the chinese government was looking for and then when they saw fit see yeah. you later that's the game that you're playing right you're you're playing this game with these radical um, you know, Hegelian, young Hegelians who believe that history 
unescapably progresses and it uses people and then spits them up. And you're going to be on the wrong side of this, this revolution. I guarantee you it. And this long-term calculation that you're trying to make is based off of extraordinarily faulty inputs, like a, a, a demonic worldview, yeah. <laughs> namely because Marxism. Because wokeism, what, what did we say at the beginning? Wokeism doesn't build. It only tears down. Mm -hmm. Wokeism doesn't progress. It only regresses. Wokeism doesn't unite. It only divides. It's a cancer. It's a virus. It doesn't actually equal flourishing or fruit or well-being or growth. All it does is it deteriorates, it deforms, it mutates, and mm -hmm. it worsens. That's, so when, it, when everything it touches, it kills. Yeah. Everything it, it, to everything it touches. <laughs> yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything it touches, it just sucks the life out of it. Mm -hmm. So now for those of you who might be thinking, okay, Andrew, so what do we do? Some, now, some of you might be thinking, what do we do? Bring me some expert. Or you might be thinking, what do we do, Andrew? We're open to suggestions. I'm glad you asked. This is nothing new, by the way. <laughs> this is nothing. There's nothing earth-shattering here. If you're looking for like a brand-new killer book of five things to do to save the world that hasn't been released yet, go look somewhere else. So what do we do? Let's just start with some easy stuff, okay? Get your kids out of public school. I mean, that's it. And if you teach in one, get out. Get out. Yeah, but I can make a difference there. Listen, I'm sorry. You can't. You can't. You can't make a difference there. You're not going to be able. This isn't Goodwill Hunting. This isn't all those movies where the teacher comes in and just saves the one, that one teacher who's just so convicted with so much integrity is going to change the system and rescue students. I'm sorry, you're not. You're not. It is too corrupt. It is too cancerous. It's too far gone. The thing is past the line of no return. There is no saving it. There is no redemption. There is no you actually making a difference. All there is is you. And I know if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, you're teaching the public school, what I'm going to say to you rings true. All there is is the growing frustration and anxiety and sleepless nights as you are having to fight against a system that is growing and that is not overcomable, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, and you're trying to hold on in the hope that your perseverance and your strength and with God's help, you'll be able to turn around and maybe influence some kids. I'm sorry, you can't and you won't. It's time to get out. It's time to get out. The Titanic is going down. It is not time to try to scoop water out of the lower decks. Mm -hmm. It's time to get off the ship. Well, Andrew, it is time to understand there are new things to build, it, and it, and the public system is not one of them. I, I know that might be offensive to some people listening, and because I know there's good-hearted Christians who are in the public schools who are mm. trying to make a difference, but. I, I think I appreciate the Titanic reference because it kind of points out the illustration. If you're going to save those people who are in the sinking Titanic, what do you have to be willing to do? Get them off the boat too. Well, and you potentially yeah. die, right? The reason most people are not actually going to create that change that we're talking about is they're not prepared to die. They're not prepared to actually suffer 
the cost that is being called for. And mm -hmm. in this case, I'm not saying you actually physically will be dead, but that your career could be destroyed. Your reputation could be absolutely destroyed. You could be vilified in the media. If you're not willing to pay those costs, you're not willing to do what it takes to stay. And that's, to and that's these why, things. and this why Matt, this is why there, mm -hmm. this is why teachers are so full of angst yeah. and frustration and emotional discord mm -hmm. is because they know if they're being honest with themselves, I know this is diff difficult to hear. If you're being honest with yourselves, you are, you know that you are being maybe not outright com compromised, mm -hmm. but you know, you're having to be not as open, not as bold as you'd like to be, because you know, it's going to cost you your job. You can't be in that kind of setting. If the Titanic's going down, you can't say, listen, the Titanic's going down. But me and my five students, we have a really, really sweet party we're throwing in this room that still isn't underwater. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you need to get off that ship and you need to help the children first, <laughs> mm -hmm. women and children first off the boat. So what does that mean practically? That means you need to look at maybe a Christian school, primarily like a classical Christian school is what you need to look for. You may need to think about other like-minded families who may be willing to pay you privately to do a small pod thing. There are many alternatives. There are ways that you can, or you need to think about another job. But whatever the case is, for the sake of your soul, for the sake of your soul, and for the sake of those children, you need to pull your kids out and you need to get out of the public system. You Now's the time. That's step one. You also need to think locally and smaller because wokeism and cultural Marxism always works from the top down. That's how they implement. It's big to small. It's out here, and then it works its way down, and it funnels to smaller families. So the answer is not let's combat them out there. The answer is let's make a strong, anti-fragile, cancel-proof unit here. Just to think locally. You need to take individual governance, self-governance and responsibility seriously. You need to build your family according to biblical precepts. You got to strengthen your church by serving in it and being committed. And then as you do these things, you can then begin to push out even more broadly. But the answer to wokeism is not by getting rid of the global elites. Good luck flying to Switzerland and dethroning Klaus Schwab. It's not going to happen. You need to think locally because this is where it's coming down. It's filtering down to you. So you need to protect and guard those in your care and be strong. Okay, think locally it will shield you from the effects of wokeism as you train your children well. Uh, and then finally, we need to be about the work of building new institutions. And by mm -hmm. new institutions, I mean across the board. So we're people are building new classical Christian schools. Mm -hmm. We are people are people are people are starting businesses. We're thankful for our friends that whether it's financial investments, whether it's book companies, whether it's graphic design companies, whether it's business solutions, whether it's people who are on HVAC, whether it's coffee companies, it doesn't matter. You have Christians building these new companies and organizations that are not woke. That's good. But we need to think about these new institutions. So Christians need to rethink about the importance of, for example, arts, media, and entertainment. We need to see good Christian art, good Christian music over and against the godlessness we're seeing. So this is how... This is how we deal with the fact that wokeness as a cancer destroys everything. Amen. What we do is by thinking locally and smaller and take the necessary steps, though painful, mm -hmm. we will shield ourselves from the ultimate destructive nature of the cancer. 
and we will find ourselves strong and handing off strong things for our children and our grandchildren so that once the cancer has taken, once the cancer has run its course, mm-hmm. and once Canada as we know it has succumbed to the virus, we, our children and our grandchildren, will be the ones who will be there to rebuild mm-hmm. and to make beautiful, strong, good and true things, lovely things. But it has to start with the decisions we make today in the small stuff. That's the answer to combating wokeism. Yeah, we need virtuous liberty, and that is only found in Christ. You know, the the call is to, you know, place yourself under the yoke of Christ, because if you will not be ruled and governed by Christ, who's the king of kings, you will be ruled uh, and enslaved by a thousand tyrants. So remember Mm -hmm. that it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. And stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to yoke of slavery. Until next time. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.